The following program is a podcast1.com production. And here it is. Yeah, everybody. I wish I could hear myself. Wish my microphone was on. I wish it was on and there it, it is. would work. It would be so much better of a podcast. There it is. You're in. It would be so much better if I could talk. I have it on program too. It doesn't seem to work anywhere. No, it's working now. You don't hear it? No. Oh, I hear it. There Everything's fine on my Now I can. Okay. So anyway, uh, nice song. Thanks. We, we all heard that. Um, explain to people what happened on my HLM program today, what we were talking about before the mic's heated up. Uh, some newscaster in New Jersey got s- s- just swallowed up by snow. Yep. Because a snowblower, snow plow, no, snow plow plowed saw that him. they were filming on the side of the road and he just, just destroyed. destroyed him. With, yeah. And so we were talking about it, and I, you know, I got to be entertaining because uh, you can't make five minutes out of that story. Yes. Uh, But Dr. Drew, unfortunately, has to. I mean, that's your job. Two and a half minutes, thankfully, that story. So, listen, a guy got covered in snow, but he kept on talking. I summed up that two and a half minutes right there. Yep, you did. On TV. So. Live. Yeah. So, I got to go somewhere with this. Yep. And in my ear, I'm at a remote location. Uh, Dr. Drew's doing it from the CNN Hollywood, building. yeah. I'm doing it from a different location. Culver City out here. And in from Sunset, they're like, okay, 30 seconds, let's get, you know, say something. And I'm like, okay, where do I go from here? What <laughs> What is interesting about this? And I look at Sam Shocker, who's on the show as well, looking beautiful. Uh, Ginger Gonzaga, too. I just wanted to... Ginger wasn't in that panel. I was going to fuck the monitor well, that was in my... <laughs> You said you wanted to make a human centipede. <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah, and I would be in the middle. So either of those girls. No, you wanted sh- to be at the head for some weird reason. Well, because they'd eat all my shit. Yeah, yeah, but you wanted to. You wanted to have contact to both girls, so you'd be in the middle. Yeah, but I'm. What I'm saying is, like being in the middle, I'm okay with that because, like, like that means one of those girls can shit in my mouth, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Remember, <laughs> and I had the, the waffle crapper yeah. category. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> All right. Yes. So, so, the, so one is a waffle crapper. She can crap on your waffle anytime. You still, you're fine. She's yeah. Fine. Yeah. And, so, uh, so what did you say to Sam? I said it's funny, Doctor Drew. Looking at this guy getting covered in snow in white. I had a dream just like this where I was covering Sam in a very similar white substance. Yes. And I thought everybody else on the panel was going to kill me. Like, Jenny Hutt's face looked like, <laughs> I said, it's funny, Dr. Drew, I love fucking children. I mean, she was like, <gasps> you covered your face, because I know why. Because you were laughing, and you didn't want your audience to know you were laughing, and approved of my comment. Oh, God. Your sons texted me. Or I, I shouldn't say. One of your sons texted me almost immediately. He said, that's hands down the funniest thing. That's, that's the best. No, that's the best thing that's ever happened on my dad's show. <laughs> And my my and I, I held up a white piece of paper. Then yeah. I thought, oh no, how's this going to get interpreted? Yeah. So I brought it down. And oh, if the, I had enough time, I would have said, Doctor Drew, don't cover your face up with white. <laughs> That's right. I've done that plenty of times. But the comedy for me was Sam's reaction. Yeah. Did you see it? She was so happy. She she was happy. Yeah. Of but she course. was she was trying to hide that Listen, too. You cunts. She on, was like covering it with her hair. Listen, you ugly fat cunts on Twitter. Who tweet me and say like you shouldn't objectify women like that? You're like you don't understand because no one's ever talked to you like that. Sam's perfectly fine with it, and say so, I'm not sexually harassing anybody. I'm making entertainment. Enter- Hello. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. I'm, I'm making entertaining television. Yeah. And you're making her happy. Ma- making fun of a friend. That's all there yeah. is. I was yeah. I was making a playful joke with a friend. And so before we sat down, you said she tweet she emailed yes, your text. Sam was more than happy with it. What'd she say? I wish I saved it. 
Oh, come on. I, I have some tweets from her and Ginger, but I don't have... I didn't save my... I always erase my text almost immediately. Basically, what did it say? Uh, that was really funny tonight, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, Ginger was good. Really good. They liked her, which is... They're, she is. They're she's great. Yeah. She's great. I know. She's smart. She's good. And I have to, I have to convince these producers. I go, listen to me. Get that one. I know she's good. Please. And um, what you don't know is Bert had to cancel had to black out had to bleep out your thing for the next broadcast why because he he i asked what i it's my reaction exactly and he said because i have to i have to say that i did it i have to because if i don't make the if i don't do the action i'll be getting in trouble okay we won't get in trouble having done it but for not i don't having, i listen it it's not like it's not like a project i worked on yeah. that I, I hold so near and dear to my heart it was no, a no. dumb comment it was but it, it went it, out live. if it keeps Obviously. If it keeps Bert out of uh, Bert, by the way, is who's Dr. Drew's producer, executive yeah. producer. Yeah. Bert, and a great guy. I yeah. like Bert. If it gets you guys out of hot water, of course. It, it's it CNN. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get like, it. You got to. You got to. Mm. But it did go out. And see, was... this is that's how I react to that kind of news because I'm a professional in the field and and understand of, how it of, goes. Uh, Spider Man. No, no, of of broadcasting and entertainment. Yes, and yes. like, I understand. I I do the same thing for a living, so I understand. You guys have bosses, like yes. I have bosses, yeah. and. There's bigger and greater things at work than just wanting to make everybody happy, yeah. and and so that's what people who like lob bombs on Twitter they don't get. Yeah, if you're a fucking housewife, you don't get what no, it means to no, be nobody, a professional. Listen, you, you know? see the crap I get. Yeah, not a professional, but nobody understands what it is to to make television. Right, it is a very challenging process, and it's not like you can. There's only one Charlie Rose. You know what I mean. And, and even he, I'm not sure, gets to do whatever he wants. Sure. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm I'm almost guaranteeing he doesn't. Yeah. And so it, it, you got to live within the frame of the instrument you're using of of the medium. Right. And it requires certain stuff, and it's not always doing exactly what right. you want it to be doing, but it has to do stuff to, that's television. Well, to television. and also when people throw bombs at you yeah. for whatever the content is. On and usually, by the way, there are other physicians and things that know nothing about television. Right. Yes, of course. The things they say are absolutely correct. Yes, of course. I'd want to. That's what I'd rather talk about. Right. But I'd be off television. I right. would not be on television. No, or, television. Or, or you could have uh, 200 people watch you on Discovery Health. No, just would not you be know. on television. Would not be on television. Okay, it's probably no. a good point. Not the way it is today. Just not be on television. And so that's it. So I can do stuff on the internet. I can do stuff on the radio. I can do stuff here on podcasting. Yeah. And I do it. You but do, your Dr. Drew podcast is all, almost it, all exclusively that. Very kind of clinical stuff, stuff yeah. yeah. But uh, it, that's for people that seek that yeah. out. Broadcasting it out to people, no. And it's like I it have work. I have Twitter exchanges with certain people. Well, they say have on this rapper, mm-hmm. or uh, or I'll say like my favorite album of the last couple months is blah blah blah. Yeah. And they'll be like, well, why don't you have him on the yeah. show? I go because I do a nationally syndicated show on commercial rock radio stations. And that's just not the way it goes. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. like... I, well, you're a, you're a pussy. You're just, yeah. you're just a, a puppet of the man. If you don't have this comedian on, then you're... De- First off, they don't deserve to be on the show. Some people... A lot of people that people gripe about not being on Loveline, they flat out should have no business being on. Yeah. And uh, then there's a whole other group that may be extremely talented, but you don't know how shit works. Like, you just... I can't just call up Adam Sandler and say, hey, come on Loveline. Like, for you instance, know, to do these podcasts? Yeah. We have to talk about certain things. Some some of the things we actually like. Some of them we actually like. It's exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. This one I like. Stamps.com. You go for it, Dr. Drew. Stamps.com is a... 
I, I you know I get frustrated even talking about it because it, it's so ridiculous. It's so good. Yeah, it, it, you don't have to go to the post office anymore. You you sign up at sams.com and you can print your your postage right there off your own computer. We will give you a digital scale as part of our $110 bonus offer in which you will be able to determine exactly what the postage is for that, that particular package or letter and then print it right up on your letter and then schedule a pickup. You never have to go to the post office again. And those old postage, those old meters, what are those things called? Fuck Post- that. Don't need those anymore. There's no, there's no leasing. There's no money. There's nothing to do with that. Uh, it, and postage meters, that's what they're called. No, just a fraction of the cost. Si- save up to 80% compared to a postage meter. That's right. And when you're a small business... And look, Dr. Drew and I use it just personally. I've used it for years. Yeah. Seriously. But years. if you're a small business, there's no reason you shouldn't be using stamps. Buy and print official U.S. postage from for any letter or, po- or package right from your desk using your own computer and printer. So right now, use our promo code LOVELINE for the special. What do they get? What $110 they get? bonus offer. No risk Wait trial. a second. Wait a second. I'm sorry, Dr. Drew. Interrupt. They're already going to be saving up to 80%, but you're talking about another 80% bonus? 80% off a meter, and we give them $110, which includes a scale free which is cool, and then $55 free postage that you will print up on your computer. It's literally like somebody Bushika. going, hey, tell you what, you can, you can print $55, $55 bills on your computer. Okay? Bushika. Have it. Bushika. Yeah, have at it. So go to sta- do not wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in Loveline. That's stamps.com. Enter Loveline. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's weird. You know, I, I mean, people like the really dumb people have access to you now. Which is why Twitter, I, yeah. I, but not. I don't mind dumb people. I don't mind. I really. I don't, do. I mind envious people. Well, I don't mind envious people just as much because I don't mind being mean to envious people. When See, you call I, up and be like, uh, "You fuck you and your <laughs> wife for this and this," and it's like, "Oh, you're right. Oh, you're, you're you, you're right because we're so happy and we, you know, we found people that we love and we can, you know, put pictures on on the internet where we hold hands and." Talk about how much we love each other. You're, it's terrible. Yeah, we have a terrible life, and, and you're right. We should fuck each or fuck ourselves. Uh, those people, I don't mind talking shit to. It's just hopelessly dumb people that try to. There's some guy who said to San, to Ginger tonight that he was so pissed because she was belittling Africans by oh, assuming yeah, that. that they don't know what Valentine's Day is. And that's not at all what she said, no. nor is it the point she made. No. She said, I don't know what the customs are for Valentine's Day in, in South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah, she goes, Those I, are her exact I, words. She goes, she goes, this woman seemed to be preparing for Valentine's Day. I assume that's a, a custom down there as well. Right. And then she went on with her point. And the, this guy said he was upset because uh, he... he by were, the way, Ginger is a well-spoken person. Yeah, this you know guy's I mean? not. That's the I, point. It wasn't like she was fumbling around. Yeah. She said it in a way that was like, okay, and she moved on with the point. Your remark to Sam was so incredibly repugnant. <laughs> repugnant. <laughs> it showed yourself who you really. It showed yourself as who you really are. And I t- retweeted that and responded, "Yes, funny and a friend of Sam's." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, at Black Gus in New York. <laughs> so I guess we know, you know, this guy's point of view. Yeah, yeah. Ginger, you sounded so daft, insinuating that Africa is primitive and don't know Valentines. Yeah. That's not a, she didn't insinuate anything. No. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Well, he can eat my dick. So, uh another, another little Twitter action I saw this week, uh, you know, as much as I disdain Twitter, I still use it and rely on it. You kind of have to cuz yeah. you know, a, a a look, a large percentage of people out of the dumb and the envious are uh really nice people who are fans of the show. Yeah, and, so and unfortunately kinda... they they're usually the quiet majority and they get lost in the soup of just ugh. Yeah. Uh, oh, do you hear Stern tonight? That that Coco Brown interview. Yeah, a little bit. 
Oh, not, not a lot, but just a little. Oh, my God. You were blown away by that? Maybe you didn't hear the last part of it. Maybe. When she started telling the stories of the most extreme things she's ever had to do. But that kind of stuff doesn't ever really shock me. The guy with the shit cone? Dude, we talk to people who make shit dildos. And, I mean, like, how is that? Yeah, they didn't, shit dildo was, but shit cone he eats and she he pays somebody $1,000 to feed him a, a human feces cone? Yeah. There with is, a sugar cone? There's unbelievably cone. fucked up people in the world and- and then it, she talked about fisting somebody up into his what's called the splenic flexure, where she could hear his feel his heart beating against her fist. Nope. Did you hear that part? I did not. Oh, it was incredible. And and you know you have to get around the the colon shaped like this, Mike. It goes in a big S like that. And so to get from there, you know, when we use scopes, we go around the corner and we push to get around the corner again. I don't know how you do that with a, with an arm, but she said it went to her like past her elbow. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that bothers you, but the shit cone doesn't. No, it doesn't bother me. It, that bothers me because of the pain. Like, yeah, I, I've never eaten shit on, yeah. on purpose or by accident. Uh. I, I've eaten jizz by accident, but um, I've never eaten Ugh. shit. So I like you tell me a story of somebody eating shit. It's like some someone telling me a story about going to Mars. I was like, oh, okay, so uh. you, some crazy. You tell me, I do have a colon, and I have had pain, taken painful large shits, and I have had a, something that I didn't want in my butt stuck in my butt. What? So, a Lever 2000 bar of soap. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, by the way, I- <laughs> What? <laughs> last week when I was doing Sting Pong yeah. with Jason Ellis, uh, we came, I think we came up with another great new challenge, and Uh-oh. I'm in. Uh-oh. Uh, butt plug tug of war. So you, like, pl- like take your, your pony, your pony- and, and and what and somebody inserts on them? Yeah, on the so other side. But how do they, how do you get a two handed butt plug? They must be. You no, know, no, no. You get a butt plug and you tie it to another butt plug with I a see. string, or and they just or, pull. And then you get on opposite, so the rope's almost taut. And then you say three, two, one, go. And whoever has the strongest finger holds on. That's a great game, right? There will be some serious uh, mishaps. There'll be poo. Yeah. You know there will be blood. There will be. Poo. This is the remake. Yeah, there, there will be poo. poo. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure Jason's into it. Yeah, I don't know if he'll play. What? Just tell me he's a pussy. If he does, he'll do it in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so. He's like Marty McFly. What yeah. are you, chicken? Yeah, he'll do it. Oh, come on. Um, so anyway, as I was saying on Twitter, people seem to enjoy us talking about things other than you know, relationships or love line fair, that kind of thing. Yeah. I actually forget what we talked about last week. It seemed like we did a little world affairs. I asked you if you think you could be a good president. Oh, that's interesting. What did I say? You said probably not. Yeah, not, you said not you, said you th- think you'd be a good leader, but not necessarily a good president. And I said I definitely couldn't be president. See, not- I feel like I could be a senator. See, I I feel like I could. Do I that. would love to run for Congress. I would love to run for any political me office. Me too. Um, you know, later in life. And, yeah, me too. Uh, I just love to be a part. I think I told you this last time. I I just have such reverence value yeah. in our system i love it so much i think it's so brilliant and to have been a part of it participated in a meaningful way to me would be a life fulfilling yeah, but experience that, i don't know anyone dr drew mm. even no matter how moral or intelligent that has done that and then not come back with it with a sour taste in their mouth i understand that 100 percent of the people but even if i even if i have that sour taste i will feel fulfilled by having sat in those chairs yeah even though i may be demoralized by it it will be important to me to have done so that's all i'm saying yeah, uh, one in ten people think that HTML is a STD. <laughs> they think HTLV. Remember the old HTLV virus? No. 
a human human T cell lymphotrophic virus. Before it was HIV, there was HTLV one, HTLV two, and HTLV three. That that's where that came from. I bet you. And uh, and then like in the uh, probably by the nineties, we we're starting to use HIV, but it was not universally adopted right away. What's wrong with women? And I think that I I'm speaking from my point of view, and I'm not saying there's something wrong. Well, yeah, there is something wrong with women, all women, in that. Only the fucking window licker shitheads of men. <laughs> window licker? What does that mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> all right, go ahead. Just dug shit, myself a hole. Shitheads, all right. Window licker is a really actually a derogatory term. I think that was originally used for, uh, for wow, look at this collection of people, uh, for the mentally uh, disabled. Okay. Like on the small, the short bus. Okay. It's kind of like saying it's the short bus guy. Hey, by the way, go to Dr. Drew HLN. You can see all the selfies that everyone, including Mike, took of themselves. At Dr. Drew HLN. At Dr. Drew On HLN. Twitter. D-R-D-R-E-W-H-L-N. Uh, anyway. This is, this is Instagram. Yeah? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's what I'm saying. Don't, what's wrong with women? Okay. Only the absolute bottom of the barrel guys go to see these big action movies. Yeah. Like there's certain commercials I see on TV for shroom up extravaganza, bleh. and I'm like, okay, well, no need to even watch this commercial. Did you hear Sal and Richard out? Let me go ahead and finish one. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. And before you talk about another radio no, show, no, it's not. But it's not gonna. I'm not gonna about I, them asking people if there's a real shark about real sharktopus. No, <laughs> but that's funny. But they were asking who their who should get the Academy Awards based yes. on what films they Vin watched. Diesel. Vin Diesel. Yeah. So there's a whole – and everyone they asked, every douchebag they went, walked right. up to but said that. Listen, first off, they edited that. So it was – they could have talked to 100 the people. Point is Secondly, are, they knew to go talk to dumb fucks. All right. The point is there are people out there that enjoy these things. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Right, go ahead. There is dumb guys who yeah. see a Vin Diesel film yeah. advertised and go, yes, I'm in. Yeah. A lot of people love the Fast and the Furious movies. I tried to watch the first 20 minutes of the first one when it came out. Yeah. I was like 20. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez pulls up in the car and like tilt, tilts her sunglasses down, like trying to look tough. I was like, well, this is the most stupid thing I've ever seen in my I, I yeah. can't believe that this exists. Yeah. I'd rather be raped. Yeah. Um, What's your point? But that, again, d- lowest common denominator. Okay. Guy. Point B. Every woman, no matter how, in- I know. Brilliant women, brilliant yeah. Yeah, women, yeah. attorneys, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, some doc, a, a okay. doctor who see the ad, saw the ad, you know, a couple years ago for Sex in the City Part Two, mm. and they're like, can't wait to go see it. I go, you know, that's gonna suck your asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I have to. Yeah, all yeah. women see shit. They they have stuff that they that they do that they consider recreation, right? That we consider shit, but. But uh, only you know what I'm saying. They only recreate. a woman, even a smart, uh, very, very uh, evolved, very I enlightened know, but, but woman, they will, pick up will sig- look at something and and actively know it's shit, know. and then say, "I'm going to involve myself." Right? In it. They will pick up horrific magazines and books and books and go, "Oh, I just this is so good. This is this is this takes me away. This is vacation. This is mm. recreation." I'm like, some women say that. Other women say, "No, that was shit." But I had to read it. Because it makes me – it t- does something for me, they'll say. Not because it was good or I liked it. It's like, oh, no, that's how I relax. Yeah. It's like, oh, what? Wait, okay. So so I never finished my thought about um, current affair. People let me, let me put a pause it? on you. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a real quick break. All right, all right. And then you're going to come back with right. this uh, yeah, yeah. point. 
This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention, because there's a special toll-free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down, or put it in your cell phone. 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing endless student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707. Hey, I want to take a minute to bring up Amazon, who has been a great supporter of Loveline, our podcast, and uh, which used to be behind a paywall, and now we have sponsors, and the way we were able to remove that paywall was with those sponsors, and now with Amazon click-throughs. Amazon gives Loveline a small commission each and every time you buy something with our affiliate program, provide you click-through on the Amazon banner on our website. Holidays are coming up. Stores are going to be crazy, so why not skip the lines and buy everything on Amazon this year? That's what I do. Buy exactly what your loved ones want and have it shipped directly to your home. No hassle, no stress, no lines. Just go to Podcast One. Go to the Loveline landing page. Click the Amazon banner or go to lovelineshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there. Everything you purchase from that link will help keep the wind and the sail of this production and this podcast, both Loveline and Mike and Drew and Everything in Podcast One needs a taste to stay afloat. Keep the podcast free. If you bookmark the page, you'll be able to skip the stages and support the podcast by buying what you are already planning on purchasing. So go ahead and bookmark the page right through that banner. But right now, back to the show. Hey, it's Brett Easton Ellis. Make sure to go to podcastone.com and download my conversation with Matt Berniner as his band, The National, gets ready to play Saturday Night Live this weekend. Matt and I talk about the new documentary, Mistaken for Strangers, made by Matt's brother as he follows The National around on their High Violet tour. We also talk about depression and the Grammys. It's the Brett Easton Ellis podcast at podcastone.com. Welcome back to the Mike and Drew Show. Dr. Drew, you were making a big point. Well, not a big point. Just I, I was trying to get us back on this topic of current affairs. People seem to like us talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And there's plenty of stuff going on right now. So this series fucked. Serious fucked. Ukraine's uh, fucked. Well, Ukraine's kind of what I want to talk about. Yeah. And and I'm Ukrainian. I'm part Ukrainian, part right. Belarusian. I yeah, I got Ukraine and Belarus in me. Belarus sounds like a place where badasses come from. <laughs> I think you're probably right. You know, like yeah. I don't think there's any weaklings out of coming out of Belarus. Yeah. And and if I what I was thinking I was driving in here I thought I had to look this up but I but I my recollection is that the Crimea where the Sebastopol Navy uh, port is Russian Navy port really was where the Russian Empire got going mm-hmm. Peter the Great set up forts all along that river that ended up in the Black Sea I, if I remember right that so wait there's a Crimea River <laughs> Crimea River uh, what. Uh, I forget. I don't know which. I forget the name of the river, but but it it, it they 
that that port is probably the thing that made Russia Russia. I mean, it established Russia as a country and as a power. And as a, During a time when naval travel was the Well, Peter the Great, power. that was his thing. Okay. He set up all these naval, and he, he beat Sweden in a big fight. And that, that was that was how Russia just got going. Peter the Great is considered sort of the father. He, he's the George Washington of Russia, really. Okay. And uh, he built he built uh, St. Petersburg on a swamp. Okay. And he just made all the aristocracy come and build. You're coming here, and you're building here. Here's what's going. And um, and he's, he set up all these forts. And I I don't see how they're I don't see how they can let go of the Crimea. I just don't see it. I, and and I don't and I'm trying to look at it from the point of view of the Russians. Yeah. If I were a Russian leader, I I don't see how he could not defend it, not take it, not. And they sort of look at these governments, like the Ukrainian government, as sort of laughable, not illegitimate, but not real. Right. It's like it's like how Dodger fans look at Angel fans. And the Angel, it's like <laughs> yeah, way. you could win World Series, and yeah. But you're still just kind of like you're yeah. the you're the fun team that they made to like please people in Orange County. It's right. not a real baseball team. Right. The Cubs and the the Cubs and the Cardinals. They're a real baseball team. You know, something fell on your your t shirt right in the middle. Right in the middle there. I, don't know what I think it's part, well, it's of, part of the headphones. headphones yeah. yeah, you know, high, uh, high level studio. It's nice. They just crumble on yeah. them. I, they, I go over to work. I go home and have to wash that Black crap off, off side my, of my face. Yeah. I know. Uh, so, so I, as I think about that, I wonder how the world's gonna because the Ukrainians think, oh, that's our lands, our lands, our yeah. land. Think, oh, and so and sure. and look, well, I mean, I, I just, you I'm and I, the Ukrainians, and and I and I don't think it's right for countries just to go start taking land away yeah. from anybody. But <sighs> listen, Ukrainians. It's not their fault that they're not Russia anymore. It's the Russian government's fault that they're not Russia anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's to blame for them not all being Soviet the Union. Soviet Union anymore? It's not people who've been living in the Ukraine for years. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking, uh, yeah, you know. But, but understand, the people don't like being in the Soviet Union. The, the Russian people, which, by the way, most of the people in Crimea are Russian and Russian-speaking. Sure. They think they're Russian. They don't think they're Soviet Union. They they think they are Russian. I understand. And this. So they want the Russians kind of come in and make it official here. Let's let's do this. But my point is, is if like let's say the United States had like this separatist fall apart thing that the USSR had, uh, what was it, 10, 15 years? No, yeah, yeah, but fifteen, twenty years. years ago. Okay, so it falls apart, and now you know Texas is its own country. Yeah. Um, and then the, what is still left of the. United States government comes back 20 years later and is like, no, this is ours because originally it was ours. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like the people in Texas have to be like, wait a second, you file apart. It's not, we were part of you, yeah, yeah. but you're the one who couldn't keep up to your end of the bargain. We just stayed where we were. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I kind of. Yeah. It's, it's complicated. Oh, it's uh, way complicated. Yeah. And, so, and we're not talking about, well, we have all our faults, but when it comes to diplomacy, we got, we're worlds ahead of former Soviet Union and how they de- their government deals with maybe like, well <laughs> Putin's pretty clear in how he thinks we're not so clear because we see things you know sort of gray and are those, think- well yeah we do see things as gray so do you because think- I, human existence in every facet really isn't black I, and white I understand that how far you know? well but how far in do we go to the Ukrainian morass I don't know do we send troops in do we send money I don't th- I think send that's a drones Listen, in send planes Vladimir in Vladimir Putin right now with the way the world's working not the guy I want on our bad side Exactly, and yet you—he's a great ally if we can have him on our good side. Unless you want to, you want to defend the Ukrainians' right to exist if that's what they want to do, right? Right. Because next it's Belarus, but, and next it's whoever. But, you know, Lithuania. the United States doesn't have a good track record of the last thirty years. No matter how what their motives are, the United States has been the guy sticking up for the little guy. Yeah. Ever all over the globe for the last thirty years or so, and uh, 
we never seem to get any positive press from it. No. It always ends never. with us being assholes. Yeah, yeah. We're colonizing, globalizing, yeah, yeah. blah, blah. And yeah. it's like, wait a second. Do you want us to stick up for, you know, whatever banana republic can't fight for themselves? Yeah. Or do you want us to stay out of our own business and pretend with this myopic view? You know, it's like the, the real downside of being the United States, and I don't mean me and you. I mean yeah. the United States government and what they represent, is that you can't fucking win, can't win. in the eyes of, right. of the rest of the world. That's right. You can't win. So that's a given. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really confused about it. Or, or, do, or do we go in and, and muscle about the Crimea? Do, I, I don't think we can. It's so know. funny that we're in this position because I, when I was a little kid, you know, and you understand this and some of our older listeners, but there's probably a huge contingency of our audience that has no idea what I'm talking about. It's just, We're in this position right now where we're starting to decide what we should do about Russian intervention yeah. when – we're coming off the heels of a war with Afghanistan yeah. when it was almost exactly the opposite in 1984. Yeah. It was like we had already established uh, our, our, our big contention with the USSR, but our ace in the hole was that we could go in and support Afghanistan because the Mujahideen was killing a bunch of Russians. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, wow, what a weird change of events. Now all we can think about is destroying Afghanistan. Yeah. I know. It's weird. And then Syria, I, I can't get my head around. No, oh, well, seriously. I, I, I almost don't believe anything coming out of there. Although, you ought to bring up what we brought up yesterday with the uh, Cholos uh, down there. There's <laughs> Armenian gangsters and Cholos being recruited from L.A. And this is not a joke. This isn't a Saturday Night Live for skit. real. For life, dog, Sordenos. <laughs> and he's firing fucking... AK-47. AK, yeah, broom, broom. Get some, dog. And this Armenian guy, like a tough, mean-looking fucking yeah. Armenian guy. Yeah. Armenian power, like which is a huge Armenian gang here in Southern California. Which, by the way... Little did we know the way to get to reach diplomacy between Armenian and Mexican gangsters in Los Angeles. Send them both to Syria. Hey, then they suddenly I, get I along. I love everything about it. Yeah. Except I'm not sure which side they should be fighting on. That's the well, they're defending the, the Syrian government. Assad. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 Assad's an asshole, but I'm still not sure which side to yeah. fight for. I'm really not. Yeah. Because the, the opposition started in a good way, but ended up being... I, I, feel, I now feel the same way with Israel and Palestine. When I was, you know, for, for 35 years, I'm in, you know, my whole life... I was so pro-Israel, and I still, I still am. I mean, if I, if I had to pick one today, I would go and fight for the Israeli army mm. instead of— But, you know, you start to do more and more reading, and it's like, listen, 1940-something when the, you know, the, the Nakba or Natwa or whatever it was called, where they actually drew these new modern lines yeah. in, by the Jordan River and things, like none of the people alive today in Palestine were alive then. And it's like they just were born there. And they're like, dude, we just want this land. It's not like it used to be hundreds of years ago that the, the state of Palestine was filled with what they were calling nomads and stuff. But that's not the way it is now. Yeah. It's generations of kids and kids that were born here in this land. And it, they're just saying to Israel, like, that, oh, we just want this. Yeah. And, the, you know, so now I'm like, well, what? Can't we? I mean, Benjamin, especially, Benjamin Netanyahu of all people should be able to say, like, fine, then. Just well, He's been a little bit. It's, it was bendy for a while. And then he sort of backed away from it. Yeah. But, but my thing is. Given given what it means for the world, guys, come on, right. come on, right? Let's 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 for the rest of us for, and, and that, for you guys too. You have a little more, a little more. And security. I don't know how things are behind closed doors, yeah. But to me, you know, it's it's Israel, the UK, and and Canada as like our those are our boys. Like those are our you know like we live we roll with our we ride or die for our boys. So you kind of want to know like listen can't. Obama, like, get in Benjamin Netanyahu's ear and be like, look. I know. We get it. 
They just we got your back. Or Dave but we don't want to have to go to full-fledged nuclear warfare over something that doesn't seem to be all that big a deal to you. It's more pride than it is the the land. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're walking into the walls of Jerusalem and like, we take this over now. La, 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 la. You know, it's like, listen, just let me. You know what I'm saying? The other thing that was in the news recently is how uh, all the jobs are leaving California. I'm okay Sh- with that. No, movie jobs. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah. Really, Sacramento? Yeah. You mean you tax the fuck out of us, and you're shocked when businesses run the hell out of here? Well, yeah, that's what they were making so much fun of Rob Ford. His, do you see the tax rates in Toronto? Yep. It's like 1.5%. Yep. I was like, let, smoke all the crack you want, Eric Garcetti. Yeah. And and Governor uh, Brown. Shitbag, yeah, Brown Sound. Uh, smoke more crack if you can get my tax rate down to 1.5%. Jesus H. Christ. And they're going to ostracize this guy? I grant, granted, I think he has a profound problem with drugs and alcohol. But he's a good politician. But, probably a good administrator. But you know what he doesn't do? Lie through his fucking teeth nonstop to the point where he doesn't even realize when he's telling the truth. Like Gavin Newsom and all these other shitbags in California. They don't even know what they're saying anymore. I almost feel bad for him. It's, 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 it's uh, what have you, what have you sociopathy. Heard? What have you heard? Nothing. It's just like you'd... They, it's like you listen to Corolla later. They're robots that are... It's their job to kind of just regurgitate these slogans as yeah. opposed to actually answering any question or giving you any true feedback on what's going on in your state or but your that's city. that's the unfortunate thing. These right. slogans and things get votes and they sound good. Right. And- but my point is is that they're, they're so... And I don't mean this that they're dumb or malleable, but when I say that they are puppets, it's that they have to kind of work this work for this machine to get themselves reelected, as opposed to actually governing whatever. I, what I hate about that, what you're describing, is that if you're, let's say, they come up with some slogan, you know, we're going to create more jobs for middle middle America, yeah, and and some and they have a certain way they're going to do it. We're going to raise tax, raise minimum wage, and somebody else goes, no, no, we're not going to do that, yeah. You immediately become the guy who hates the middle class and doesn't want to help. No, everybody wants to help the middle sure. class. Everybody wants the minimum wage person to get Everybody more. wants better infrastructure. Everybody wants more people to be making more money at the minimum wage. You have to fucking grow businesses to make that right. happen. Right. And not, not punish businesses until they're driven out of your state. And also, that's, that's, what, that's the part that's really horrible is like the rhetoric is so well, false and so destructive. Yeah. Both sides. That's why there has to be a third side. That's why it's got to be libertarian. Well, I, in, in go, defense, hey, we want, we're, we're interested in your freedom. In that's defense it. of yeah. California, though, no one's done a better job of making up for damage done to their personal deficit and and things like that. Like you mean, California, I mean, getting the their financial California has order? balanced its books better yeah, than practically the shit out of people. Yes. and now, that's fine. And, and I'm and I'm for it. Now yeah. we did it. Now let's figure out a way to get businesses right. to grow in here organically. Because let's one do thing, the big fault of California is that you almost you have almost created what you've created in London, and I don't mean just obviously London, but that's where it's most felt by British citizens, is that you almost motivate them to be not successful because the more money you make, the more you get butt fucked. Yeah. So why and do it's it? no, it's so prominent here in California where these certain, I mean, like. I need to pay I, your fair share, man. I just became a homeowner recently. Your tax is around 65 70%. Property tax alone seems insane. 65% probably. Yeah. What, what, you need to pay your fair share, dude. You're yeah. not paying your fair share. You, you get to keep 35% of what you make, but you are not paying your but fair what, share. But what, and you know why you and I sound like assholes to a guy making $25,000 right now? But no, what he you doesn't keep his fair share. He he's not keeping enough either. No, I know, but he's, 
he he or she is hurting right now or is out of a job, which is so They're many, out of a job because we've chased all the wait, businesses but away. But let me finish. If you're listening to this, we sound like guys from an ivory tower. But what people no, don't that's understand. The point. But ne- what people don't understand is as a guy like me, a guy who I don't make millions, but I just, the amount of money I make with the way that it's structured in California, I already pay $75,000 in taxes a year. Yeah. And do you understand what that means to me is insane. That means if you make $25,000, imagine if someone then came back to you and said, okay, pay $15,000 of it in taxes. Yeah. That, and, and, and How are the, how's that person ever going right. to develop and How does the guy who has a family things? who makes $300,000 a year, how does he get it? And, and I go, you're saying, well, cry me a river. I make $30,000 a year. But what you don't understand is, is like, it's for the guy who's in that one, because I think the people have a view of the 1% only being these Warren Buffett motherfuckers. No, yeah, And it's no. like, no, no, no. That's the point oh oh one percent who are, no, really no. are the problem. That's the point oh 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 It's like 80 people. Yeah, It's like 80 people. Really, it is. Yeah, I know. And, I know. And, and they're, they're a problem. I agree with that. And for the person who makes 500000 to a million dollars a year, they're the ones who get raped. I mean, they're the ones who are getting like- They're making huge amounts of money, but they don't have enough left over to start businesses To do anything. Do yeah, that's right. To pay your health care, yeah. to keep uh, you in a good job where you're making 80000 To pay your employees- If you make a million dollars a year and you have a small business, it's really hard to pay your employees $85,000 a year because you're so butt-fucked. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that was the only- Because I'm not saying we should go back to 1987 where everybody's just these greedy shitheads. But- at least in 1987, like you could be a hardworking dude with a college degree and make an honest living. You know what I'm saying? And, and because great jobs, because great there was jobs. a bunch of scumbag Gordon Geckos, but those scumbag Gordon Geckos made it pretty easy for you to make a hundred thousand. You know, or whatever. It, like a really good solid living. It's almost impossible. Like if I the money I make, you know, let's you know for for easy math, I make quarter million dollars. The money I make, if I wanted to start my own business right now, I really can't do it. No, no way. And I should be in America. I should be with a quarter of a million dollars a year. A lot of money. I should be able to to start a new business, give other people jobs, help other people. A thousand percent. But I, with property tax and and taxes on, uh, you know, the, the ridiculous dude, especially as an entertainer who does a lot of stuff for freelance work, TV shows. If I make fifty thousand dollars doing a TV show, I get to keep. Um, this is not an exaggeration. After paying my agent, paying my manager, and, and then paying tax on that, because uh, you make fifty, you probably keep, it's a W two. You probably keep fifteen. Yeah. 15. 12 to $15,000. Yeah. yeah. And that's what people don't understand. Like, yeah. like I know that sounds like science fiction. No, that's, that's the truth. That, that sounds you right. Know? Yeah. It's not like making 50 Gs to paint a house, yeah. you know, or do, uh, be a contractor. It's, you know, the way it's structured, it's like, well, you're just killing me now. You might. But even the, the contractor is going to have to hand back 30. Yeah. No, you're right. It's. So I, I don't know what you do. And because. And even the guy paying you the $50,000 to do it, you can't get mad at that guy because he's paying the yeah. same. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's a cycle that yeah, – like our boss is, is practically a billionaire, mm-hmm. right? I mean yep. he, he's at least worth half a billion. Yep. And we can't even really like gripe too much when he comes at us with an ax at our paycheck because he's getting fucking butt <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And he's really kind of peeking on that fringe of the 1%. Mm-hmm. He's not in that, that .0001%. Mm-hmm. That got us into this mess, mm-hmm. but he's in the one percent. So, a lord, can you imagine what that guy pays in taxes? Mm. Insane. Yeah. But I, co- I want to cover Sam. All I know. Jizz. Okay, you want right. to cover Sam and Jizz, and and I just want to grow businesses. Yeah. And so people get jobs. Yeah. And I want them to get good paying jobs. 
And, and, and raise the minimum wage, that's fine. Dude, but I mean, it's a dream to me. It would be a dream come true. What, what to if like, they raise the minimum wage and let the heat off the businesses so they could actually grow those jobs? I'd, 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 honestly, it. it would be a dream come true if well, I had... Is, they did in California where they raised the minimum wage here. All right, anyway. I'll All get right. to my dream come true next time. I love you all. Greatest podcast in the world. And if you don't think so, go fuck yourself. I love you all. See you next week. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.